Hello, hello, hello. Come on, let's walk together, ladies. Tonight is special for me because I'm going to share a piece of my testimony with you. This is not typical for me, but how are you going to give me rite of passage in your life if you don't know the passages I've taken to be with you here tonight? I don't know where you are in your journey. But we meet at this crossroad tonight at the end of devastation in my life. It was almost one year ago, May 18th, 2022, when I left my five-bedroom, three-bath home in exchange for an extended-stay studio room with three children, two cats, two dogs, and five kids. I won't go into the specifics at this time of what caused the devastation. That's a piece of the testimony for another time. This is a testimony of victory. After all, the podcast is called One Degree to Victory. So go with me now back in a hotel room, May 18, 2022. And where do I go from here? Death is calling me. Failure is mocking me. God. Fast forward to yesterday evening, driving down a dark back road in South Carolina, U.S. Route 1 to be exact, traveling to Florida. And I began to reflect on my children. I began to think about the goodness of God in their lives, despite our devastation, despite us being on opposite ends of the U.S., despite me being a truck driver and gone for about a week or weeks, in this case, at a time. And as I began to say thank you, I was realizing that they are thriving. And I started to say I would do anything for my children. I was going to say, thank you, God. I would do anything for my children. But the Spirit stopped me because that is not true. I would not do anything for my children. I wouldn't lie for them and I wouldn't steal for them. And I began to thank God for stopping that thought. Because to do anything for my children would mean that I would compromise my faith in God and my children would not see the evidence of my faith in God for them. None of the victories that my children have experienced this year have been as a result of my direct involvement. They are the result of my faith. And a scripture that I found in the midst of devastation. Isaiah 65 and 23 from the New Living Translation reads, they will not work in vain and their children will not be doomed to misfortune for they are people blessed by the Lord and their children too will be blessed. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you about the fortuitous blessings bestowed on my children this year in the middle, in the midst of exile from one another. In the midst of devastation, my children have experienced fortune and blessings. We begin with the oldest. She was the one left behind. My first child, I had to leave her behind. If you've never known what it's like to leave your child behind, We left the hotel at the end of the school year, and it was only about two and a half weeks, but we were not yet stable, and we needed 
permanent place to rest. So I gathered my two youngest, my two cats, and my two dogs, and I piled them up in the diesel, and I drove them to Oklahoma to be with my mother for the summer. I couldn't take my oldest daughter because she was in school full time and was working at one of the hospitals as a patient transport. So we made plans that we thought at the time would be temporary to put her in a room for the next couple of weeks until we found an apartment. We faced one challenge after another. First of all, I had been out of the housing and rental market for so long, I did not realize how high prices for rent was. The ones that were affordable were in unsuitable neighborhoods. She would spend the next few weeks after the initial hotel room with friends in some not so welcoming environments. I was weeping for my child. Then her work situation changed. She got injured on the job and her hours got cut. What she made and what I was making on the new job at the time was not even enough to get hotel rooms for my baby for a full week. Not with continual expenses like food for the children in one part of the country and car expenses. Who remembers gas prices from the summer of 2022? And not to mention, I had two storage units full of furniture. In my agony, God spoke to me and said, stop worrying about your child. I've got this. He told me that once before when I was pregnant with her. He told me, do not marry that man. I can take care of you and that baby. I didn't listen then, and that marriage was a disaster, but I listened in 2022. When I put my child, and she is an adult, but when I put her in the hands of God, all of a sudden, she got a stable place to live. She was promoted within a hospital to a different department because favor is on her life. I don't even know if she filled out an application and she has found joy in an unexpected direction. She's now in the nursing program. From doom and devastation to dynamic reclamation. Although she is an adult, she is yet my child. The scripture says, your children. There is no stipulation for age, and she is my child. So she is not going to be a child of misfortune. She is blessed and walking in God's high favor. Okay, sisters, my baby girl, my youngest, let me tell you, I do not like leaving my children to drive the truck, but there was a grace over my household for my children to be as resilient as they are while I was over the road. And that is another piece of the testimony. But my baby girl, had the worst second grade experience. As a former teacher, the climate of that school from the administration to the teachers was sickening. Although my child was never an instigator, she was constantly in that office because someone was messing with her. She was having what I would call anxiety attacks. She was wetting herself. She didn't even wet the bed at home. Now, what does that tell you? Even her grades were subpar. At home, she could read fine. We took her to get her eyes checked because her teacher said she couldn't see or her teacher said she couldn't read. Excuse me, she wasn't reading well. So we took her to get her eyes checked. The optometrist said her eyes were fine. 
but it was that school climate that was devastating to my child. So when I took her to Oklahoma at the start of what would normally be summer vacation with her grandmother, I was grateful. But when school started back up, I was nervous because we'd lost our home. She missed her friends from her old neighborhood. She'd be starting a new school in a new state. And I was still trying to get off this trunk. So with that same scripture in mind, your child, your children will not be children of misfortune, but they are blessed. I registered my child. When I tell you to be tucked away in the secret place of the Most High God is the best place for you and your family to be a single mother, believe me. The first quarter for my baby girl was phenomenal. I missed back to school night, but my mother called me with her teacher on the phone and she had nothing but accolades for my baby. From one teacher to another, I expressed my concerns based on her performance at the previous school. But her teacher said she did not see any of what had been previously reported to me. She was on track to have all A's next quarter. The only grade she was faltering in, and even that was a B, was in math. We were so proud of her. Tears of joy fell from my eyes. My daughter loves school so much that she asked to go to after school program. Now, my mom and her brother did not like that because that meant she'd be getting home at 6 p.m., not exactly third grade baby sister hours. That school climate, though, is so full of warmth, so full of joy, and it is inviting. They actually want to be there. My daughter's teacher has been teaching in the same classroom for over 20 years. Meanwhile, her previous district plays musical chairs with their teachers. Can you say victory? I did not accept those reports of old. I found in God's word his fortune and his blessings for my children. And that is what I speak and will continue to speak over them. Okay, one more lap, last turn, and we are in the home. The inspiration for this episode is not a woman in scripture. It's not even me after all that I've been through, but it is the victory of my son that happened just a few days ago. In the seventh grade, the students signed up for World Strides Trip, Washington, D.C. They go to Washington, D.C. They go to Virginia, those areas. And I was able to send my oldest for her eighth grade trip. And I wanted to be able to do the same for my son. But we lost the house. And we're now in Oklahoma. I've been trying since last year to find out if the middle school he attends has the opportunity. I told him to ask his friends about it. And then I called up to the school several times. They didn't know about it. So finally, I called World Strides. They told me to call the school. It was just a cycle. I finally decided to call his counselor. She did not know anything about the trip, but she gave me the name of the trip coordinator. Well, I called the school again and asked for the trip coordinator. The young lady on the phone told me that the trip coordinator did not work at the school anymore. So I'd given up. Now, this is probably January or February of this year. This past weekend, my son was featured on the newsletter 
on the school newsletter as one of the Student of the Month Award recipients for March. As I read further down, I saw an announcement regarding World Strides and the name that the counselor had given me. Well, you know me. I immediately emailed her and basically told her what I'm just telling you, that I've been trying to figure out who to contact and that I was told she didn't work there anymore. Well, turns out she works in the district, just not at the school. But sisters, as of this past Tuesday, my son is going to Washington, D.C. Let me tell you why this is a victory for him. Because COVID robbed my son of the Camp Keep experience at sixth grade graduation. We had a drive-through graduation and Camp Keep was online and it consisted of some rocks and pieces of wood and activities and Ziploc bags. Sixth grade graduation was a drive-through graduation. We had to stay in the car. He received a prestigious district award that year, nominated by his VP, and he was allowed to get out and take a picture with him. But he essentially missed a sixth grade rite of passage, and now he was on track to miss his eighth grade rite of passage. Now, I have to say that there was a hope that had been planted deep inside that my son would go to the World Strides trip. And even though they told me that his trip coordinator no longer worked at the site, I said, well, Lord, you said he would go. Maybe he'll go as a counselor. Now that's faith. God placed that hope in my heart. And even when it looked like that hope would be lost, I remembered God said, when you have a word, a hope you can't explain, a vision, a secret petition in line with his word, wait for it. It won't be late. On June 5th, my youngest daughter wrote a note on my iPad that she had while I was sleeping. And I didn't discover the note until months later. And it was in the middle of our devastation, our family devastation. She was eight at the time. And we were literally homeless when she wrote this. It says, I loved you so much. I hope you have a great day. And we all have faith in you. My dear sisters, our children depend on us for much more than we can do sometimes. As they have faith in us as parents, let us have faith in God, our Heavenly Father. For he can and he will supply. Thank you for walking with me tonight.